I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. All right, this is The Big Douglas Show, and my guest today is Ed Oliver. Ed, how are you today? Good, man. I can't complain. You know, I'm, I'm excited for training camp. I can't wait. That's only a week away. Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's almost here. Football's almost here. It felt like the season just ended, and uh, we're always so worried that we'll never get football back. The season is year-round, and I'm excited to get it back, too. Let's start like this. For those of us that are just kind of getting familiar with YouTube, because I definitely think there's a difference between just podcasters, YouTubers, and somewhere a mixture of the, the between. I mean, over 11,000 subs on YouTube. The channel is incredible. What do you think? What What are some tips if you have them? And how long have you been at it now over on YouTube? Um, I've started for three years. And I'm I'm starting to get into the podcast thing now because I'm actually just I just started with Lock On Wizards. Yep, I was going uh, to get to that. Very exciting news. Very yes, exciting yes, news. Yes, yeah, so it's pretty cool. So it, it is different. It definitely is different. It's 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 a different thing. Like you gotta get your microphone right. So the difference with YouTube and podcasting, I can just put up a five minute video. Oh, we signed uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, or we drafted Deami Brown. I can just do a just hold it up like this. That's how, that's how I started. You know, I didn't have a, I didn't have a um, selfie stick or anything like that. I would just go to the car, do YouTube videos over and over and over. It was just a grind, you know, just keep doing it and doing it. Um, every time we made a sign or after the games, I would hop in my car. Um, you know, even while I was at work, I would just hop in my car and do videos. So with YouTube, yeah, you can just go to your car and record, but with a podcast, you got to make sure everybody's quiet, kids are quiet, everybody around you is quiet. You got to make sure your sound, your quality is there. So, um, that that's the difference with it. So I'm I'm learning the podcast world right now. So I'm, I'm getting used to. It. I, I just bought a microphone, so that was my first time getting one, like the last week. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we we're talking about that because the, you broke the news either late last week or early this week. You'll be the host of the Locked On Wizards podcast. How did that come about? And I know you got to be excited about it. Yeah, man, it, it's lit. It's lit. It, it's a lot of. It's gonna be a lot of fun because I'm a I'm a big Wizards fan, big DC sports fan. So um, with YouTube, you just never know who's watching. The guy who reached out to me, his name is Nick Angst. Um, He's doing Locked On Mavericks. He said he's been watching my Wizards content for years. So I, I started two to three years ago. So he's been watching for a long time. So it, it's crazy. You just never know who's watching. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been doing that consistently, doing Washington football. Um, haven't done the college sports as, as much as I have, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to start. I mean, we just got West Unsell Jr., so there's some optimism with the Wizards. Uh, you know, Russell Westbrook, Bradley Bill, you see, we'll see what, what they can do. Um, and I, I can't wait for this football team season to start, but yeah, starting locked on Wizards, it's, it's definitely a step in, in, in a different direction. And they're hooked up with uh, WUSA 9, so I'll be on that too. That's the local CBS station in DC, so yeah. I grew up watching that as a, as, a, as a kid growing up, you know, stuff like that. So it's pretty exciting stuff. Well, let's take a couple of minutes and talk about it. You like Wes Unsell Jr. I think at least, if nothing else, he brings a defensive mentality. We've needed it for quite some time. Yeah, we need defense. Like like I said in my on Locked on Wizards and on my YouTube channel video, you look at the rankings, we were dead last in points per game allowed. Uh, the Nuggets were ranked 11th, so that's a huge difference. I mean, with the last three or four years, the Wizards have been bottom five, bottom at almost every defensive category, defensive rating, 
uh, points allowed, everything. And then you look at the Nuggets, they've been top 15 at least uh, with Nicole Jokic being their center. He's not the most athletic guy. So you imagine what he could do with somebody like Daniel Gafford, who had, was a shot blocker for the Wizards last year, something that we haven't had, you know, for a long time. I feel like the Wizards didn't have a shot. Maybe JaVale McGee might be the last guy that we had that would actually block shots. But a decade ago. Um, Right, yeah. So, I mean, Gafford, imagine what Wes Hunso can do with, with Gafford. Imagine if he gets Bradley Bill to play defense and, and Russell, Westbrook, Russell Westbrook to play defense. So, uh, it's a good signing, and it's not just because his dad is Wes Unsell. So, I am I'm, I'm, right. can't wait for this. Yeah, and it's, it's not just because that, that because Wes is his dad. It's not. I think a lot of people think that, but, but Unsell Jr. has been grinding for a long time to get the right. job. As the roster currently stands, is the team good enough to win 50 games? That's a tough one. I mean, you, you look at well, right now, no, not, not with this current roster. They they have to make some upgrades. They have to get some 3 and D wings. Uh, we can't, you know, Bertans, you know, he was he was bad in the playoffs. And he's got to if, – if he is going to be on this roster, then he's got to play better than what he did last year. We got to get some more defensive-minded wings. We got to get some guys that can shoot threes. Uh, we got exposed in the playoffs when we we had we you know Scott Bruce was playing that three guard lineup. We just didn't have a lot of wings. You know we were playing we didn't play Bonga. We didn't play any of those guys. But after Rui, it's like you know who do we have that's over six foot five that can play defense? So gotta get some wings in there. But with Russ and Brad, when they're turned on, when they're locked in, yeah, I see the Wizards winning forty five. I see them winning forty five. They're turned on and locked on because Russ Russ was hurt in the beginning of the season. If he played like he did that last part of the season where we had where he was going crazy, we were winning games. We went seventeen and six, and we had an eight game winning streak. If Russ plays like that from the start, I, I see them winning forty five, but not fifty. The draft is about a week away. Do you have a couple of guys that you're looking for in that spot? Would you prefer that they trade it for uh, somebody already established? What are you looking for with that first round pick there? It's a tough one. If they can get some immediate help, I would try to get it. But I like some of the guys that are 15. I mean, you can never just throw away a 15 pick. I mean, you look at the Giannis. Giannis was a was a 15 pick. Of the draft. I mean, nobody knew he was going to be what he is today. But you don't always want to just throw away your 15 pick. There's some solid players that were that were the 15 pick. Um, I really like this guy named Chris Duarte out of Oregon. Um, Corey Kispert out of Gonzaga. If he does fall to 15, I like Trey Murphy out of Virginia. Um, some I'm not really there for. Oh, there's there's Bones Highland out of VCU. So you guys check these guys out. He, uh, he, he's from VCU, so he's kind of local DMV. Um, and there's another point guard named Trey Man. So I'm looking more for a guard slash four. There are some bigs, but um, uh, I, I just think the Wizards need guys that can shoot the ball. And Chris Duarte can shoot. Kisper can shoot. We need shooters that that can defend on the other end as well. So those are the guys I'm looking at. All right, the training camp is coming, finally. So let's get into some of the football team. Where do you stand on the quarterback position? It feels like it's Patrick's job to lose. Are you a Heineke guy? Where am I going to get you in trouble here? Where where you stand on the quarterback position? Yeah, I know your stance, but yeah, I, no, I, am, I am the opposite of you. I am I am seeing Heineke, but I, I'm realistic with it as well. I'm not going to say Heineke will come in and you know, be instantly be Kurt Warner or Jeff Garcia or uh, all the undrafted guys that came from like the XFL or, or CFL or whatever, which I, I think he definitely can do that. Um, but it, it's a tough situation. Ryan Fitzpatrick was was good the last two years. I mean, people haven't realized that he was top, he had the top five quarterback rating number eight the year before. 
uh, number one quarterback under pressure. So he has all the next advanced stats there for him, but um, history just suggests that he doesn't finish the finish the season all the way through. So, but he said in an interview the other day, this is the best roster that he's played on in a long time. So, um, if he, he doesn't have to be great, he just has to be good. If he doesn't turn the ball over, dial it in. Um, he has some weapons now: McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, De'Ami Brown, uh, Logan Thomas, and he has a run game. Like he was the leading rusher on the Dolphins when they were taking to it with like 200 yards rushing. So. We actually have a rushing game here. So um, this this is the perfect spot for Fitz, honestly. I'm, I'm not going to get my hopes up. I'm staying, like, even kill. But I would love to see Heineke get in there. I'm not going to lie. I would love to see him get in there. I love what I saw from him in that Tampa Bay game. That was that was the I best for my player. It'd yeah, be hard I, I not to. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I am a fan of, of Heineke. I, I hope he does it. I just am realistic on the idea that Fitzpatrick would have to play very bad in preseason to not keep the job going in. So uh, let's do this. I, I thought about this earlier. Who gets more starts this year, Heineke or Landon Collins? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, I think Landon's going to start off on, start off on up because the Achilles happened in what was it, October or November. They keep like, saying he's ready to go. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. we we uh we skunked the Cowboys on I think it was like October twentieth or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that is a long that's that's a quick time to come back, especially for a guy who wasn't fast to begin with. Uh, you said how many starts? I said who gets more starts? Oh, uh, that is that is a really good question. Uh, I might have to use that on my on my channel. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll do this exercise as we go through the roster today. I was thinking about this earlier. It's it's an interesting concept, right? It really is. Um, I, my gut is I just have a weird feeling that Heidi is going to get at least five or six. Okay, all right. So, uh, so that would be I would guess that'd be Heineke then because I can't. Yeah, I'm gonna go on a limb and say Heineke. Yeah, I am. I am. Okay, let's get to the uh, – there are uh, – the tight end position I think is fascinating. Mm-hmm. I, I think they'll keep three, and I'm not sure who makes it and stays. Now, it's interesting this year, right, because everybody is eligible for the practice squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, a guy like Ricky Steele-Jones technically could get put on the practice squad, uh, and then you just have to worry about whether somebody takes him. How do you look at that tight end room shaking up? I uh, like it. Logan, of course, is our bona fide starter. John Bates, uh, most likely number two. Uh, I heard he's been doing really good at minicamp and uh, rookie minicamp. Uh, and then I like the signing of Ricky Seals Jones. He played with the Browns, he played with the Chiefs. Um, he was used to be a wide receiver in college at Texas A&M, was undrafted. And I, I think he can bring some some uh, catches to, or so, some more receptions to the team other than just Logan Thomas getting 70, 80 catches or what, what he got, 70 catches last year or something like that. So I think you should, yeah, something crazy like that. So I I think you should help take the load off. John Bates, too. Um, I'm happy that we have, we upgraded from last year. We had some guys who were the number two tight ends. I was always a a sprinkle guy, and he just was not, he did not. They would look bad every year. It drove me crazy. Sprinkle made me so mad, man. In one of my videos, I, like, punched my hand because he dropped the ball, like (laughs) – it was the Rams game, and I was so upset. But yeah, I'm so happy we upgraded that position. I do. I hope Sammy's Reyes can make the roster. I don't see it happening, but I, I think Sammy's is a guy that's going to take two years for him to get on the field. I think so too. A lot of people keep telling me if he goes to the practice squad, somebody's going to steal him. 
probably not. Although I could see a, a wild role where he, you know, gets in these goal line situations. I mean, he's six five with a forty five inch vertical, right? So I mean, mm, at yes. some point on the goal line, just throw it up high and tell him go get it. So I'm not saying that I think that happens, but I could see opportunities for him there. The running back position, I think, is interesting too. Now, Barber has said he's worked on his hands. He wants to be a more all-around back. I don't think they see him that way. And I know they really like Patterson. How do you think that third spot – I mean, we all know who the first two are. What do you think that third spot shapes out like? That's a a good question, too. Um, Of course, Antonio, JD, they're number one, number two. Um, Number three, they, they like Jared Patterson. They like him a lot. I've heard really good things in, in mini camp as well. Um, they use him catching the ball at the backfield too. Uh, but they Ron loves him some Peyton Barber. He loves yes, him he some Peyton Barber. He does. <laughs> Peyton Barber can have 17 carries for 25 yards. And Ron will love it as long as he gets that one first down that we need or that one touchdown that we need. So Peyton Barber, I, right now I got Peyton being the third guy. Uh, I think Jared – will probably make I, – I got him on a practice squad right now. But um, I, I think he's definitely going to get some snaps in the season, though, throughout the 17-game season. He's definitely going to suit up and definitely play. Uh, Lamar Miller probably will not make the roster. I've heard they like Lamar Miller, too. But um, I got I got Jared definitely get some snaps. I mean, he got 409 yards in a game for a reason. So I, I, I got him – yeah, he went crazy. And he's a local guy, too. Best, best friends with Chase Young. So he's definitely going to be on the team some ways around. The guys over at Sway 121 and do a nice job with the cutups did one on Peyton Barber. He's more explosive through the hole than I realized. I mean, he's got a little more juice, and, and I don't know if it was just the lack of snaps and reps and getting used to that offensive line and, and it moving around, but but maybe they do see something that uh, that the rest of us don't see. They certainly saw it with McKissick because I did not see McKissick having the year he had like last year, 80 receptions last year. Yeah, Alex Smith was yeah, – check down, check down Alex Smith. He loved J.D. He loved J.D. Let the um, week but, in throwing short of the sticks on third down. I'm sure you that won't be the situation <laughs> this year. Yeah, yeah, Fitz, Fitz is not that guy. He's not that guy. He's going to throw the ball down the field. So, J.D. Um, J.D. had a good connection with Heineke, too, in that Panthers game. He, he caught a touchdown pass for about 30, 40 years – 30, 40 yards. So, I like that, too. But, yeah, J.D. was the glue for us. He really was. He was super clutch for us. He always got a first down. Um, it's pretty good blocking as well. So, I mean, those linebackers, when they match him up, because the Cowboys, they could not stop J.D. I think J.D. did the Statue of Liberty in that game, too, when he got a first down. Like, there was a lot of ways that we get. Yeah, there's a lot of ways we could use him. So, Scott Turner is going to use J.D. I forgot to mention J.D. when I, I said all the weapons, like Gibson, McLaurin, Diami, and um, Terry, and um, Humphreys, and God, the guys like that, you got to mention – you got to mention um, JD's name when you mention all the weapons. You, you can't forget about JD because he was so important for the Washington Football Team last year. Oh, he was huge. He was huge, and and another one of those little gems that they found that the rest of us were kind of like, at least I was, you know, JD. Yeah. Was, all right, whatever. But <laughs> yeah, I did. I hated. I was one of the people, you know, that was not a fan of free agency because not not just because we didn't go after big names, but we we went for just we just went barring and shopping. But that was the way to go with a rebuilding team. Um, I mean, he made the right – like, Logan Thomas was a guy that not a lot of people heard about. So, it, it was – this free, the free agent – Peyton Barber, too, the free, agent, the free agency class definitely worked out. It was a lot of low-risk, high-reward signings. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong. It feels like the wide receiver position is the biggest battle coming to camp. 
How do you like that? I, I have a personal opinion on it. Uh, where do you see that shaking out? Probably six receivers probably, right? Yeah, Terry, Curtis, Deami. Um, I got Adam Humphreys. And then after that, um, I got Cam Sims. And then it's tough between AGG and Kelvin right now. I, I think – I honestly think Kelvin is better than AGG, but I think because Ron drafted him with the fourth-round pick, he's going to take AGG. He's going to, you know, pick AGG to make the roster. Um, and if, if you let Kelvin go, he's not coming back. He's not going to be on the practice squad. I think somebody's going to pick him up. Definitely. Um, same, same thing with AGG. And uh, But there's some interest. Dax Mill can make it. Um, DeAndre Carter can make it because they really like – they really want to – we were just awful punt returning. We were just so bad at it. Um, yeah, Steve Sims is not going to make the roster. Um, no. Those are some, Isaiah Wright's not going to make the roster. No. Um, yeah, a lot of the – our roster – a lot of the guys on the roster last year that started big games. Like, Isaiah Wright started some big games. Like that Steelers game he started. Steve Sims started some big games for us. I'm so happy we upgraded this wide receiver core. I, I don't even know what to do. I'm so happy we upgraded. But, yeah, I, I got uh, AGG – that's my last Cam Sams and AGG make it, but I really that's my prediction. But I, I really think Kelvin should make over, and I I think the preseason games are going to be telling too. I think I think Kelvin is going to play in some preseason games. We'll see how AGG does a pre, if he does badly in preseason games. If he plays like he did, he only played in one game, so I'm not going to harp, you know, be so hard on him because he only played what one or two games. Uh, he had the injuries and he was rookie. You know, the whole COVID, you know, not getting the mini cam and all that stuff last year. So I'm not going to be too. Um, hard on AGG, but honestly, if if I was the GM or coach, I would pick I would pick uh, Calvin over AGG. But my prediction is AGG is going to make the roster. Better chance of getting cut than Humphreys or McCain. Oof. Uh, I'm gonna say I would say Adam Humphreys. I I have I have I have both of them making the roster, but. I think they really like Bobby a lot. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick loves Adam Humphreys, but the injury history, and they did draft Dax Milne. I know they like Dax Milne a lot, and he can punt return. So that would probably be the way that they would cut Humphreys and let Dax Milne just be that sixth guy on the roster, or DeAndre Carter. Uh, but Bobby McCain, I, he's been playing well in minicamp too, and he brings some. He brings versatility, position flex. That, they, that Ron, his favorite two words, position flex. He brings that to the defense. Um, play, he can play a corner. He can play safety. So, I think Bobby's gonna Bobby's gonna get a lot of playing time. But the safety room is crowded for sure. But he's gonna get a lot of playing time. I think he will too. I, I've been on the record. I I think it's hard for Humphreys to make the team. Mm -hmm. I think there's enough there's enough youth at the wide receiver position that he may be the, the man out. And we'll see. I, a lot of people laughing when I say that, but but we'll see. I, I uh, yeah, wouldn't yeah. stop me. I, I totally understand. I want I want I, I would rather Humphreys make it than not because of the connection with Fitz and he's a veteran that knows how to move the chains. He knows where to go. He knows where to sit in the zones and, and just he's a chain mover. That's what he is. If Fitz but, says, yeah. listen, I need this guy, then I'm fine with that. You know, I mean, yes. at some point the quarterback needs to have a little bit of say in who he's throwing the ball to. Uh, I think the other interesting spot is the left guard. Schweitzer was really good there last year, but there are a lot of guys on the roster right now looking for that left guard spot. 
Yeah, Eric Flowers is battling for Sadiq Charles. They they tried him in left guard. I got I got West starting. If you look at his workout videos, I mean, it, it doesn't always all, the crazy workout videos don't always matter. He pressed like, four forty five pound plates together today and started moving them up and down like an ice cream sandwich. It was incredible. <laughs> yeah, some of the workouts he does is like wow. So, and not um, just but, that, he was good last year. Yeah, he, he was good last year. He was, he was, he, he graded highly on pro football focus, all the, all the advanced stats and different things like that. He, he was huge for us. He was one of, he was another signing last year that you're like, Oh, who, who is this guy? Who he played for? And he went out there and started and played really well. So I, I think West White is going to start over Eric Flowers. Leno has basically said he came here because he was told he'll play left tackle. So let's leave that alone and assume that's true. Let's move over to the right side. You got Lucas starting or are they going to go straight to the rookie? Do you think? I think day one, uh, Lucas starts. I do remember Lucas was not happy about uh, Leno coming in for a visit. He was pretty vocal about that on Twitter. Uh, but I think I think Lucas starts day one. But they, Cosby's gonna he's gonna get some snaps because they they they've said or Ron has said that they want him to start. That's why they cut Morgan Moses. That's a big reason why. And uh, he's another athletic guy, just a strong ox. And you know they say he's raw, but he's got the physical tools. So. I definitely see him getting starting snaps by maybe week eight. I would say no later than week eight, week nine. Week nine. I was told they didn't think he was going to make it to them in, in the second and were really excited that he fell. And, and I was told that they didn't think Diami Brown would make it to the third round. And they thought mm-hmm. they got really good value there. So, yeah, I, that right tackle position will be interesting uh, to me. Who do you think starts first, Cosme or Jamin Davis? Uh, Jamin, because they need it. They need it. They need him to start. And I heard he was starting at middle linebacker in, in minicamp. So I think they, they need him to start. They need speed at that position. Yes, um, no, I mean, no knock on Bostic because, you know, he's been solid. He's been a solid Does, ba- does Bostic make the team? <sighs> that, that's a good question, too. He could be the Mason Foster cut, you know, like right before training camp. He started to just release him like right then and there. I could, I could clearly see that happening. Um, he's not getting paid that much, but they do save, I want to say like two million something or something like that if they do cut him. Uh that that's another good question. I I I think they just I think Ron loves John Bossick. So I think he's one of the guys that he really likes. And he's a leader on the team in the depth at the position. So uh they did they did sign David Mayo and they signed some other Panthers linebackers. So um, but I I think I think Boss is gonna be on the roster. I do think he makes the roster. What about Jimmy Moreland? That's a lot. He's a surprise cut candidate. I've heard a lot of people say that he could be a surprise cut. Um, he was solid. The PFF grades, right. The PFF grades were really good on him last year. Snoop right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just about to say that all the next-gen stats, he was really good yeah. with that, too. Like He was like a highly rated slot corner. Um, but they did bring in Bobby. They did bring in Daryl Roberts from the Lions. They did bring in some more corners. But I, I got I got Jimmy making it. I got Jimmy making it this year. We, we, we need the slot corner depth, in my opinion. The, the only thing I'll be curious about with that slot corner depth, and I've been talking about this more and more re- recently, is the idea that if good enough, Juice can play, St. Juice goes outside fairly quickly, and then you get to move Fuller back into the nickel, which probably is his more natural position. Yeah, that, that is, yeah, Juice, Juice is versatile. He's 6'2", he's long. I mean, he was he's another guy who was killing it in camp, killing it yep. in camp. Now, it's... Mm-hmm. We can't get too excited about camp, but 
he he's a physical guy. He brings something different that we didn't have last year. We didn't have a lot of long, tall guys. Him, Will Jackson on the outside, that would just be a lethal duo behind this D-line. They can just sit and eat behind this defensive line. Uh, so, yeah, you, like you said, you could move Kendall Fuller to, to the slot position where he was really good when he was here the first time. So yeah. that would be a perfect, perfect match for him. Um, and just have two two long corners like Will Jackson and, and, and Ben St. Juice on the outside. Right. Fred Smoot was on the show the other day and said that if he was playing behind this defensive line, he'd just sit at seven yards and dare people to throw the ball his way. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, the, the other thing that I find interesting, and, and I guess I probably find it more interesting than most is because I'm a Reeves guy. Who do you think starts at, at free safety? And, and do you think they care? I mean, they got incredible play from DeShazer Everett at free safety, which blew my mind. So, I'm curious where you think that the safeties shake out. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think they're really focusing on as much as, you know, we do. Um, but Cam Crow is definitely going to start at strong safety. And um, that's a good one. We have so many guys, Reeves, Bobby McCain. Um, just like you said, DeShazer ever played really, really well last year, free safety. So um, I'm, I think day one, the day one starter is uh, – there's, there's so many guys like we have so many good guys, but none of them are like leaps and heads above the other guys. So it's like right. a lot of good guys in the same like threshold or same area. Um, if I had to guess, I would go with. I'm gonna go with Bobby because he's played it. So he's played it more than other guys like Jeremy Reese just got his first time starting season uh, averages. I had his first time starting. I'm gonna go with Bobby because he's he's been there and done that before. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Cam as, as strong and then and Bobby at free safety. The national attention to the team is unlike I can remember since maybe RG three was here. Uh, is it warranted? Does it make you nervous when the national folks start sizing the team up, or uh, you know, is it just hey, that's where we're at now? Get used to it and be excited about it. Yeah, it's fun. It's different. It really is. It it, it is a little concerning because every time we have expectations, they jinx us. Like Mike Greenberg, he I think he's a jinx. He had the Eagles winning last year. The Eagles ended up with four eleven and one. So that's what I, I just don't like because now we're hot. Like Rich Eisen is making videos about us every day, talking about the Washington football team is the best in the Dan Orlovsky, you know, he's a jinx. Oh, he yeah. jinx Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is terrible now. And Dan Orlovsky was in love with Carson Wentz. So I, it's a love-hate relationship with, with me because I always hate when I watch ESPN and they always disrespect us. Now we're getting all this love, and it's like, ah, I don't really want it as much. I still want to be that underdog. But um, I I just embrace it. It's fun. Um, Cowboys fans hate it. They yes, hate it because every time on YouTube they're making a video talking about how the national media is hyping up the Washington football team. So they hate it. But So, right, I'm enjoying it right now. I'm really enjoying it. Couple more before we let you get out of here. Do you have a favorite for the name? Um, I I I'm I'm kind of fed up with the name. I, last year I was really I was just obsessed with it. Like just like when are they gonna name? When are they gonna name it? So it, it died off for me. But I am a Red Wolves guy. I heard in your last video where you said Red Wolves fans go hand in hand with Heidi fans. So I guess I'm one of those guys. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we we. So, yeah, we do go hand-in-hand. Hand. If you're a Red Wolves fan, you're 99.9% a Heineke fan. So, we, I'm, I'm a Red Wolves guy. I'm happy it's not Warriors. 
because Steph, yeah, Steph and Clay, they they dominate that name. If you're gonna talk about the Warriors on a Sunday night or Monday night, you 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 you're you're thinking about Steph and Clay right now because they they won three or four rings, three rings in the last four or five years. I think it's gonna be tough with the R, but but Smooth sold me on Wolves. I can get behind Wolves. Um, that's mm-hmm. not so bad. So if we did that, and then and then lastly, Ed, what do you think makes for a good season this year? I think uh, if we if we make the playoffs, even as a wild card, um, because we can still make the playoffs and not win the division. I think if we win more games, like say nine or ten, I think that's a, su- a successful season because of the, the schedule. You look at the we got to play the Chiefs, we got to play Tom Brady, we got to play Russell Wilson, we got to play Pat. Yeah, Pat Mahomes I already said Pat Mahomes. I mean, there's oh, Justin Herbert. Play John John Allen up at the Bills. I mean, no doubt, a lot of yeah, a lot of yeah, good quarterbacks yeah, yeah. on there. Yeah, so it, it, it's a tough schedule. It's a tough schedule. But if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And I, I, I keep saying on my own channel, we got to stop being scared of playing on Monday Night Football. We got to stop being scared of playing on national TV because we've been historically so bad. We got to break that curse. We got to break out of that. We got to perform on big time stages. We got to be ready for it. So um, I, I think upgrading, not, I, I, I said around, my, my prediction was this nine and eight making the playoffs, making a wild card. Um, so I, I think even if we do nine or nine or ten wins, I think that's that's a heck of a season for that for that for that schedule. If we come out with nine or ten wins, that's a heck that's a heck of a heck of a um, accomplishment in my opinion. Coming from where we were two years ago, I agree with you. I'm, I'm right in there in that nine ten range. And, and as Pooh always reminds me, you know, Ron keeps telling us we're in year two of a rebuild. Mm-hmm. We just kind of moved forward a little faster than we expected. Right. And I appreciate this. This was a lot of fun today. Tell the folks where they can find you and what you got coming up next. Yes, sir. So you can find me on uh, Ed Oliver, Washington football team, or Ed Oliver Wizards on YouTube. Uh, I have 11,000 subscribers. And you can find me on Twitter um, as it's edt 3 os <laughs> It is like F-L-A-T-T. Please tell well. me how you came up with that. <laughs> I, I was going to ask you early on. I knew you were going to say it and I got to know. So yeah, nobody's really ever asked me in a long time. So I'm from BG County, the DMV area. So when you dress nice, they they we were we were we were younger, we would say flat out, like you look flat, like what you got on is flat out. So so that's meaning that you're cool, you look good. So that that was my <laughs> that's the name I came up with. And, and also I and also I had to make sure all day to introduce you as Ed Oliver and not Eddie Del Negro that I had the same guy on. Uh, you know, so right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's a lot of that's a lot of stuff. I gotta I gotta change my handles now because now I'm I'm getting I'm being reached out now more, so I'm being seen more. So I, I gotta I gotta update some stuff. Well deserved, <laughs> well earned. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. And and locked on Wizards too. Make sure you guys check that out. Um, the draft Absolutely. is coming up. Free agency is coming up. So the Wizards stuff is is gonna heat up pretty soon. That's what's up. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on.